For the Love of Dallas, building empowered communities by highlighting those who donate their most precious resource, time. Welcome to the show. This is For the Love of Dallas, and I'm your host, Lauren Davis, and I am here with an amazing guest, Dr. Cynthia Mickens-Ross, and she is a wonderful woman who has dedicated her entire life to serving others, um, everything from single mothers to just communities in need, and so I want to welcome her to the show, and thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Lauren, for inviting me. I absolutely love talking about the great work that we get to do every day. Well, wonderful. So this part of the show, I like to dive into um, just your personal story. I want to encourage others to grow their servant hearts within themselves and their family. So I would just love to know, what was that turning point for you where you said, I'm, I'm going to give my life over to service? I mean, you're a successful woman, talented. You could do anything. Why this? Yeah. Well, I wasn't looking for this. That's what I will tell you. But I was a corporate executive at the top of my game, um, far exceeding the expectations that were given to me. But I was empty inside. I was void of passion and purpose. And so it was in that moment where I kind of reached the glass ceiling mm -hmm. and I was told that. And at the same time, my father passed away who had raised me. My mom died when I was four and a half. And my only child, Sherelle, was going off to college and I was getting a divorce. Oh my gosh. So it was a series of events that really set me on the path to discover who am I? What am I really supposed to be doing with this life that I have been given? And I always tell people, don't ask the question if you don't want the answer. <laughs> Because I can assure you the answer is probably going to scare you because it's going to be so big and you're going to look at yourself and you're going to say, oh, I could never do all of that. I'm not capable. I don't have the skills. But when I asked the question, I had a 4 a.m. experience mm -hmm. where I heard internally the work that I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I heard you're going to have facilities for people, serve them, love them, and make sure you meet every need that you can. And he said, the resources are gonna come and they're gonna come from people who are gonna believe in you and what you're doing. So Lauren, none of that sound like me. And there was this other piece, it said, you're gonna travel around the world as a speaker about the good things that can be done in the world to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. A speaker? Me? The woman who, if you ask me to stand in front of two or three people and tell them my name, <laughs> I would be a nervous wreck. Yeah. How in the world am I going to travel around the world and speak to millions of people? So again, it just kind of scared me. But from that moment, my life changed. And the first speaking engagement I had 
was at the Potter's House with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Wow, that's okay. a big deal. Yes, that was my first was speaking like, engagement. You said, I yes, got here we go. Right, I got this call. One day I was in my office uh, and I got a call from his office and said that uh, Bishop Jakes would like you to speak about um, your your pathway to purpose, right? And I had kind of started it, but I didn't really have it going, going, going. Yeah. And um, I was scared. I bet. But I remember thinking, if I don't start, I'll never finish. Yeah, you so, can't finish right. something you never right. start. Right. So I That's did beautiful. it. I went out and I did it. And it was... Uh, probably about 500 women in the room. And when I finished Lauren, there was a standing ovation. Oh it was the, the greatest, I would say, affirmation mm -hmm. of this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And that's how I got started. I just started speaking. Then I wrote this course, Pathway to Purpose, 12 Weeks, Discovery of Purpose. Wow. Another phase of it is my life strategic plan because our graduates kept saying, now that we know what it is, how do we get there from where we are? Mm -hmm. So that's how phase two came about, my life strate strategic plan. And then because 38% of our graduates went on to start their own business and 18% of them are employed by their businesses full time, we have phase two three practical tools to starting your own business. And from wow. that course came this book wow. that is featuring some of my graduates telling their story about wow. where they were before they took the course, wow. what happened during the course, and now what are they doing since the course. And so that's how I got started. That is amazing. <laughs> You're like, you I'm know, pathway, you know, I'm going to go pathway first. Yeah. And you had a mission to, to clear that for yeah, others. Yeah. And that is absolutely what you're doing. And that is just beautiful. Um, where do you feel like you got your servant heart? Like this didn't, or maybe it did. I don't know. God's, you know, curious like that. Did you always have a caring heart or was it that 4am where it started or or something in your family, in your childhood, where did you get that seed planted? Well, I think that I always had it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it. I had not defined it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my brother uh, was born with sickle cell anemia. And um, growing up, I was like his protector. Oh. It was like, don't you mess with my brother. Because yeah. if you mess with my brother, you're going to get it from me, right? Mm -hmm. So I always found myself wanting to protect the underdog. Mm. I always I love would, the underdog. Right. Yeah. So, but I didn't really know it, mm -hmm. you know, even though I was doing it. And I believe that um, there is a little bit that you might read about me. And it says that over 30 years, I've dedicated my life to service. Mm -hmm. And I think I was doing service without really knowing that I was doing it because I was doing it from my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think as a little girl growing up without a mother, there was parts of me that was broken. Yeah. 
And that brokenness led me to want to help other people. Because oh what was I doing? I was giving what I wanted. Yeah. You know, that I didn't have that mother there. And a mother is significant in yeah. a girl's life, in a child's life, right? Mm -hmm. And so missing that piece didn't mean that my father wasn't a great father. It just meant the piece that mom brings was mm -hmm. missing. Oh my God. And so yeah. I could have said, I need to step in and help. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to give and do. And so I can just remember as a little girl in the house with my father and my brother, I took the lead. You know, I made sure the house was clean. You know, I tried to wow, learn that's how to a cook. lot to take on. Right. But so it was birthing out of the pain of missing my mother. Mm -hmm. And then I think today when I look at the children and the people that I serve, mm -hmm. there are things that happen in my heart that nothing can, no amount of money, no material things can ever make me feel like that. Mm -hmm. And it is looking at how you can be used as a person to change the life of somebody else. That's just others. beautiful. I mean, I just can't think of <laughs> anything better to do in life is to take your pain because it's not if you have pain, it's when, yes. you know, it's, it's inevitable. And, and what do you do with it? Yeah. And you turned it into, I mean, the most beautiful thing. I mean, the women's lives you change, you just have a couple there on the yeah. front of that booklet. I just mm -hmm. can't wait to continue to hear more about your organization uh, my, my last question for you as we kind of transition to our next phase, really getting into your organization and what you have upcoming and what you're doing right now is with the absence of your mother, was there anyone in your life that stepped in either a mentor or just the, an impression of another family? I know in my personal life, I struggled with a broken home and we all have brokenness. It comes in different forms. And and um, I love my parents and we love our parents and they do their best. And even when, when you're working with some yeah. with addictions, you, you know they're doing their best. It's not what we want for them, but, but we've, we've got to be there with them. Um, that people come into your life and whether it's for a minute yes. or for a long time, they make an impression mm -hmm. on what life can be. It expands your mind. It grows your world. Do you have any of those that, that stick out to you in, in the way of your mother? So many kids out there, so many people who are missing a parent for one reason or another. And they could be two in the same household yes, and one's yes, not present. That's right. Who, who was that for you? Well, there were many, mm -hmm. um, but I can remember a lady named Jean Brandt. I grew up in Miami, Florida, so I'm from Ooh, Miami. I love it. <laughs> uh, and I came here in the mid 80s. Mm -hmm. um, but I met her daughter at school. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, um, I think Willette went home and told her mom about me and that mm -hmm. I was growing up without a mother yeah. in the home with a father and my brother. And I believe Miss Brent said, this young lady needs at least a motherly image. Yes. And so she would allow me to sometimes stay there. She would oh, wow. cook and let me come in the kitchen mm -hmm. and learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. And she was a woman that was highly intelligent. Um, she was um, so well versed and she was 
very politically involved. Mm -hmm. So she taught me about service from a political perspective. So wow. we would go and serve in candidates' campaigns. And oh, she what a would, cool experience. Right, right, and she would say how important that was, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that she took me under her wings and just tried to broaden my horizon mm -hmm. to let me know that life has a lot to offer, but we also have a lot to give. Mm -hmm. And that I wasn't supposed to just be receiving, but I also was to give back to the community that I lived. And so she taught me the value of service as well. Wow. And which I loved. I absolutely, it, it went right along with my makeup, my DNA. <laughs> yeah, you right? can clearly right. see. I see right. the impression, right. you know, but and all the work. But living in her home, you know, being there with her and her girls. Mm -hmm. She had three girls. Mm -hmm. And so just being a part of that family allowed me to see it from a woman's perspective. <sighs> and that helped me. How special. Mm -hmm. I feel like God just puts people yes. in our path. And who knows, I have similar people like that in my life where I look back now that I'm a mother, yes. at, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, they were showing up yes. to fill a gap for That's me when exactly. I needed it. And yes. you don't really know that until mm -hmm. you're pretty far on the other side. So that's so beautiful. So tell us, do you have kids, husband, just a little personal stuff real quick. Well, I can tell you I have one daughter, Sherelle, and Sherelle has blessed me with three grandchildren. Oh, lovely. I have the oldest, Kennedy, just mm -hmm. graduated from West Point last year. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Right, right. so proud, so yeah. proud. And she, um, she is now uh, doing her, I guess, I, they have to give like five years back mm -hmm. after they finish. And so she's doing her service now in Augusta, Georgia. And she well, thank is, you for her service. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, all of us. She's in the re arena of artificial intelligence. Wow. <laughs> That's a whole new yes. world out there that yes. will be coming forth to our future here. Yes. Wow. And then I have Reagan, who's a junior at West Point. Oh, my goodness. And you are a family of service. <laughs> that is an, you know, an understatement, just saying the word service. Yeah. Wow. And she is uh, looking at international law. You and must be so proud. I, I, words can't even describe how proud I am of them because they're doing things that I never could imagine mm -hmm. that my grandbabies would be, uh, you know, at West Point, graduates of West Point and, and leading. They're not just serving, but they're leading as mm -hmm. well. And so it's just amazing to watch them. And then I have a 15-year-old grandson, Jason. Now, here is how I describe it. <laughs> I say, that my girls are smart, but my boy is a genius. Because <laughs> he gets the it. benefit of his two sisters, yes. right? Yeah. So I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he's made a decision about mm -hmm. it yet. But whatever it is, I can't wait to see it because I know it's going to be absolutely extraordinary. Wow. Well, that is just beautiful. I'm no. So lucky, right? And my husband. Now, don't 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 let me forget my <laughs> yeah, sweet oh, yeah, we can't. Oh my gosh, if I forgot my husband, which he's here co-hosting with us today. 
would be terrible. <laughs> so I'm last married, but not least. Yes, I'm married to David E. Ross the third. Wow. Who is one of the most amazing men I've ever met. And I will tell you, if you look in the dictionary for the definition of husband, mm -hmm. you will find David. That's My, beautiful. He is, he, that is who he is. He doesn't, I don't even think he puts a whole lot of effort into it. It's just the essence of who this man is. And he treats me like I am the best thing walking, that there is no other person that could even come close to me. And I've never really had that before, mm -hmm. but I'm so glad that I'm experiencing it every day of my life with him. Wow. That's well, that my is, David. Uh, that's certainly <laughs> not least. <laughs> we got him last. We saved him to the last. Yeah. That's just beautiful. You've lived your life in such a beautifully intentional way. Mm -hmm. You're seeing the fruits of that in your, in your daughter and grandchildren, your husband. I mean, what an example of what life can bring. And that wasn't without hardship That's and it right. left you to a road of service mm -hmm. um, that you're clearly continuing to, to build and, and grow from. So I can't wait to dive into the to more details of your organization, how we can all get better involved. Mm -hmm. Because here at the For Love of Dallas, you know, we're all about donating our time. Mm -hmm. We're elevating mm -hmm. the the giving of our most precious resource was a which is time. That's right. So thanks for spending your time here. And we're going to move on now to our next segment um, with my co-host, my husband, my uh, last but not least um, in our family. And um, we're going to get into this wonderful organization. It has so many uh, legs and arms to it. I, I can't wait to, to hear more. So we'll take a brief break and be right back. Hey guys, Ben and Lauren here again to tell you about another line from Rascal Man. It is a face line. Men, Ben, you know this. You should be exfoliating and washing your face yeah. and moisturizing. We, don't, we just don't do it though. We don't do it. No, no, you don't. And ladies, I'm here to tell you, buy it for your man, make him wear it. And the number one thing that they should add to their routine is eye cream. Eye cream. Ben, do you, mm -hmm. did you use eye cream this morning? I admittedly, I didn't. I usually do, but I did not do it this morning. Well, are you going to help me out? Yeah, I'm just okay. going to embarrass you right here <laughs> on this show. Women, don't let your men walk out with bags and dark circles under their eyes. And Ben, remember, don't, don't manhandle it here. Okay. Dab it in real light. Yep. I got it. Ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> got this. And they instantly go away. So go to Rascal Man dot com or the Jen's place and pick up your products today. All right, we're back here at our table with my co-host Ben um, here to help us facilitate more conversation and so we can get to better know um, Dr. Cynthia Mickens Ross and the Cynthia Mickens Ministries. So welcome to the table. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. This looks yes. like fun. It is. It is. We get real, you know, I want to know about you. I want to know where your heart is. Um, and then now I want to know where that is in your organization and everything you want us to know. I mean, you have everything from a few acres and helping single moms to your, you know, your ministry with women. So, you know, let's jump into it. 
Well, good. Well, thank you. And hey, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> nice to see you. Welcome to this part of That's it. That's right. But I'm happy to share with you about the work that we get to do mm -hmm. every day in Hutchins. Now, a lot of people probably have never heard of Hutchins. And if they have, most times they don't know where it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So I always say that Hutchins is 12 minutes south of downtown Dallas mm -hmm. off of I-45, like you're going to Houston. Mm -hmm. So if you're driving to Houston, you have to pass through Hutchins, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So Hutchins is, um, by definition, a food desert, a health desert, a financial desert, and I could go on and on and on. It lacks public transportation. There is not a grocery store there. So that means that the people who live in Hutchins do not have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And most of the time, no healthy foods can be bought uh, in that sitting. Wow. Um, which is so unfortunate. And with the lack of public transportation, that means that if you don't have a vehicle, guess what? You have no way of going to get those healthy foods. And so we were, I believe, planted there by divine inspiration, mm -hmm. right? So we have two houses, a church, a multi-purpose building, and a little bit under two acres of vacant land. And so some of the things that we're doing there is we provide free, safe, supportive housing for single mothers with young children who need a safe place to live. We all know that Dallas lacks, Dallas just simply doesn't have enough subsidized housing mm -hmm. for women. And there are a number of women that are living on the streets with their children. That's and incredible. so two houses can help some but it's not enough, but we provide that for them. And so we do a shared housing concept. That's where two mothers with up to two children can live in the house and they share, uh, the, they share the, 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 uh, I would say the dining room, the kitchen, you know, those areas. And then they have a private bathroom and bedroom. And so they can live there with their two children for up to two years as long as they follow the program. And the core program is our Pathway to Purpose uh, program that you've heard about mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit earlier. And we teach them skills so that they can create a sustain sustainable life for them and their children. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we do, we have a free summer learning and what feeding program oh, for amazing. children six to 14 years old. Mm -hmm. Well, we know that over the summer, kids lose learning and they go hungry during the yeah. summer. So to um, address those issues, we bring these beautiful children into our facility mm -hmm. and we provide two hot nutritious meals and a snack daily but they also learn about aerospace engineering. They build and fly drones. 
they learn forensic science, but we also put the arts in there as well, and they learn how to garden. So that means that in those four weeks, you know, we teach them how to plant, you know, we partner with Texas A&M AgriLife. They come out and do cooking classes, teaching the kids how to prepare a healthy meal. So they bring in the ingredients, but they let the children choose from those ingredients what they're going to make this healthy for them, right? So these are things that we're doing in this community in hopes that the exposure can change the trajectory of their lives, right? So we don't tell them you have to go out and be and do any of this. We just want you to know that it exists. Mm -hmm. However, if it's something that you've learned in our summer program that you want to do or you're more interested in, then let us know and mm -hmm. we will help to create a path mm -hmm. to that career mm -hmm. for you to be successful. That is how we change the lives of people. Mm -hmm. And before I go any further, I need to tell you our mission. Mm -hmm. Please. Our mission is to transform lives to transform communities. Mm -hmm. So we are doing everything that we know how in order to make sure that we provide opportunities for people to have a better life, for people to live the lives that they have been created to live. And so our work every day is all about that. In addition, I, and I'm going to stop because, you know, I could go on and talk about all the major. Like, you, and I'm you, I know you. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. I love it. How can I get down there and donate my time? Well, yes. I bet you could talk for hours about lives that have been transformed and success stories. But can you give us one that just pops to the top of your head on a, on a success story? There are several of the women that we have served through our residential housing program. And we have been able to see women leave our facility and are able to have a sustainable life with them and their children. Now, the children are impacted, I believe, more than sometimes the mother is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so when you talk about outcomes, one of the main outcomes that I'm excited about is that after these children leave us, their lives have been changed in such a way that now they're on a path to their own success. Mm -hmm. And we take just as much time with the children as we do the mothers. And so when we send them off, and I'm thinking about this one young man who is, he's, He's just the tiniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> but if I tell you that his his passion, the essence of who he is, is just flowing through. But when we first got him, when he first came to us, he wouldn't say a word. And I was very concerned that mm -hmm. something traumatic had happened to this young child and that was preventing him from expressing, expressing himself. Mm -hmm. And when he left us, he can talk more than I can. Now, I can talk. You all know that, right? Yeah. I can talk. Well, this young man could out-talk me. And that, to me, is the greatest success we could ever have. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I think that's just so special because I've been around um, homelessness and helping others. And Ben and I and our family have a servant heart like you do. And to see someone focus in on purpose 
like no one else I've, I've ever seen in any organization. There are so many organizations that do beautiful things and that help people. But for you to go in and that you go right to the core, right? We were talking about we like to go deep in a conversation and fast. And I can see that in your work. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, I'm going to find that purpose. And then I'm going to help you create a path for yourself. And I think that's just beautiful. And I think that's, that's a winning key. That really does transform communities when you are igniting purpose, even in people who seem maybe so far from it, yes. right? When we're in the comforts of our home and not homeless or not displaced in any way, um, we feel like we're closer to a purpose. And I would argue maybe further, yeah. could be further away than someone experiencing homelessness. So, wow, I, would I think agree it's a big that. deal. I would agree with that. And it makes me think of a book that Larry James uh, wrote, and he was the uh, former CEO of City Square. Mm-hmm. And it's titled The Wealth of the Poor. Those two don't seem to go together, Mm -hmm. do they? But they absolutely do. And let me tell you why I believe that. Because I believe that everybody is born with greatness inside. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of discovering it. Mm -hmm. And I believe my job is to help you discover that. Mm -hmm. Bring that out of you. Because I'm never going to tell you what you can't be. I am going to tell you that there's possibilities available. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do the work, because it doesn't come easy, but no. if you're willing to do the work, then you can have it. You can achieve it. And I know from my own success, you know, that I didn't go down the normal path. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. I have an honorary doctorate degree for the work that I've done in the community. Mm-hmm. That's but amazing. I would go up aside anybody with any degrees. And I bet you I could hang in there. Mm-hmm. And I bet you that no I might be that. able to come out on the front end of it, yeah, you know. No doubt. So I say that to say that it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You can still be successful. And I believe that your mission is where your misery used to be. I would not have housing for women if I wasn't one day homeless mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. I had a house but I was afraid to go home, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would ride the streets at night in my car because I didn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. But what did that do? That gave me a passion to make sure that other women had a roof over their heads, especially with mm-hmm. their children. So everything that happens to us gives us purpose if we allow it to. If we allow it to. Yeah, yes. if we allow it to, yes. it could give us purpose. And that purpose is going to change the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned so many of these organizations are giving a lot to people. Mm-hmm. And I think of the uh, the classic, I don't know if it's a biblical saying or not, but you know, teach giving a man a fish for the day, right? To get, get, yes. Yeah, giving him fish to eat, feeds him for the day, but teaching him how to fish feeds him for a lifetime. Okay. And it sounds like what you're doing is you are teaching people how to fish so that they really, they don't need you anymore. Right. right. And they can go and touch other people. That's exactly right. Um, So I I love organizations that are giving skills Mm -hmm. and teaching people through experience. And sometimes it's challenging and there's discipline and there's accountability involved. We see this at the homeless shelters that do really well Mm -hmm. is accountability is in place. Mm -hmm. And that's what ultimately leads them to a a path out of there. 
uh, permanently. Yeah, and I know some could maybe think, you know, oh, how can we scale helping people find their purpose? But I think that's the challenge at hand for all of us in our society is how do we help breathe life into people in such a way that we ignite their search for meaning and purpose, no matter where we are, whether that's a teacher in a school or someone volunteering, which Mm -hmm. we like to call time donating, being a time donor um, with you in your ministries. Mm -hmm. But we need people in this world who are passionate about igniting, igniting in others their purpose, not igniting anger, not igniting or giving, overly giving to where sometimes we we dampen their yes. purpose because ignite means to to spark and that might be painful there's a rub there's a strike in a moment where the light goes um and and we've got to start thinking about how can we serve in a way that that does that yes so it's a balance it's yes. like you give but not to the point where you darken um, you breathe in, not to the point where they can't breathe for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's truly our challenge right now in society is, is how do we do that? Because we're, we're giving people, we give too much sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that hurts. Right. Um, and it sounds like you've found a really delicate balance. And I, I would uh, say that just based on what I've learned today and read about you, that is by focusing on purpose. Yes. And you have to have guidelines, you Mm know, uh, people who come to stay in our homes, they have to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And if they don't follow the rules, guess what? We have to let them go. And it hurts because you want to help everybody. Mm -hmm. You want to believe in everyone, Mm -hmm. but you can't help people who don't want to be helped. Right. Who are not ready. But we don't lose our belief in them, right? right. That's That's something that carries mm -hmm. through and Mm -hmm. that belief will be there now or in a year from now when they're ready. Yes, yes. And, you know, there is uh, the scripture that says some plant and some water, right? So you just got to figure out, are you planting or are you watering, (laughs) you know, and and be okay with it because with one person, you may be the planter. Mm Mm-hmm. With That's another true. person, you may be the water, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But but you don't know until you get in there. Yeah. But we have a screening process. We go through the rules before they are allowed to participate. And we hold them accountable to follow the rules. And mm-hmm. yes, there have been people who we've had to let go. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that we did our very best. Mm-hmm. You know, that we did what we could, but we can't do the work for them. They have to be willing to do the work. And that's the, and that's the part that sometimes get kind of tricky and hard. It hurts for everyone. It hurts for everyone. I mean, that's in business and ministry. Your heart's in it. You're not doing it. Just because, oh, it's a pastime. Yeah. You're doing it because you're passionate about yeah. And it. sometimes you mm-hmm. want more for someone than they in that want moment for, than yeah, they want. Yeah, they want for themselves. Yeah. That's yes. always like yeah. to say, not yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just add yeah. the yet in yes. there. It exactly. opens that door yeah, we learned that for from them to come back. The growth mindset. Yeah, yes. I think it was Carol Dweck, if I if I have the right growth mindset. Not yet. The power yeah. of yet the is what she said. Yes. Not yet. Yeah. Okay, so the final part of the show, just a couple minutes here. I'm, I'm the sales guy. I love asking people to do things, you know? So I like asking the audience, like, help us out here. Help Dr. Cynthia Mickens out. What can we do to support you? Do you need money? Do you need volunteers? Do you need people to come out to Hutchins and d- donate food? 
if we're making a big ask of our audience, how can we help you? So um, just to briefly cover what we do. So we have the residential housing program. We have the free summer learning and feeding program. We have the community garden, which we're wanting to turn into a full kitchen, outdoor kitchen and classroom space. Okay. Mm -hmm. We do free tutoring. So the land is, the, is designated for additional housing. So everybody needs money. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs money. Um, so we can't get enough of that. Mm -hmm. However, we really do need expertise. So we need marketing people. We need people who are good fundraisers. You know, we need people who want to come out and volunteer in the garden and help us really develop it into that uh, outdoor, outdoor gathering place where people can come and learn we have classroom space and those kind of things. So if you have some of those expertise, maybe you want to volunteer with the summer program and work with these amazing mm. kids, yeah. then we'd love to have you. Obviously, uh, we do a background check and there's an interview process to work with our children because we want to protect them and mm -hmm. make sure that they're safe, of right? Um, but we would love to have you join us on this journey. Mm -hmm. We cannot have too many people to help us fulfill the vision and the mission that we have. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Well, you, you heard her. We're going to help. Yes. Right? We're going to help. We're going to help. Right? And that's, that's what we're doing here. For the love of Dallas is just that. For the love of Dallas, all the way down to Hutchins. Which is in Dallas County. <laughs> so just, I hope that today you were inspired um, that you'll go to CynthiaMickensMinistry.com. You will donate your time. I can't think of another organization where you have so many opportunities to donate your time. Um, so, so just start. Don't let it hold you back. Maybe you'll find your purpose there. Maybe you'll quit your job and you'll do something totally new. You never know. It's a journey and it's exciting. So for the love of Dallas, donate your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you all mm -hmm. for being here. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Cynthia. You're beautiful mm -hmm. inside and out. Ben, you are too. <laughs> Thank you. He's so. just handsome and you're cute. <laughs> so, so fun. So we will see you again on our next episode and meeting with wonderful people. We're going to interview uh, just people who are really, really making a change here in, in the greater Dallas community. So thank you so much. <laughs>